Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Sunday afternoon, Monday morning. We are glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We want to appreciate all of We do appreciate. We don't want to. (laughs) We're in the process of doing it. All of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Joel was... He, he informed me he was rudely ripped away from his strange brew yesterday. No, I, I wasn't. Oh, you got you got I, the job done. I, I got the job. I don't know if you noticed because on our call with uh, Did you Leach, have coffee? I had it in hand. I didn't notice that. Um, I didn't notice. Okay, yeah, good. I, I just uh, I just wheeled up at the house. I actually for the last couple miles, I was on my phone on the Zoom in case he came in, and then uh-huh. I, I was able to switch real quick. So nice. I got on the computer just as Leach walked to the podium. Very nice. Very nice. Well. That's the kind of service you get at Strange Brew, though. You can be told, hey, you're going to have to do this in 15 minutes. Doesn't matter. Place your order with confidence that you're going to get out of there in plenty of time because they have the great service. The Brew East is always taking care of you. Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner is still taking care of you. They're still offering you 30% off of any gift card purchase. All you've got to do is purchase online at collegecornerstore.com. 30% off. So a $100 gift card, that's only a $70 purchase by you. We are only, if my math is right, like 140 days away from Christmas. Which the current state of the post office means if you order today, you might get it on New Year's. I'm not 100% on that, but make it happen. Go to collegecornerstore.com or shop at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, they're in Flowood by the Half Shell, and buy something out of their incredible selection of MSU merchandise. Advantage Business Systems wants you taking care of your business, they want your business to take care of you. They know that right now is not the time for businesses to be losing any kind of efficiency. They've got solutions to keep your business working at peak performance. So call them today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel T. Coleman, I should be asking you what's causing all that right this second. That's what should be happening right now. Yeah, getting ready in a for a perfect some, world. Getting ready for some things that are true. How many we gotta have after one game of leech against a bad opponent? Maybe, maybe ten. Maybe ten. I don't know. That's don't a good know. Question. And then I said coffee. We would have who who didn't close Put that coffee. I could do down. that this weekend. I tell you who didn't close is Middle Tennessee State's head coach. That guy is a more. You know what? I might do that at the end of the show. Well, just for old times' sake. <laughs> we'll talk about that guy a little bit. Uh, but first, let's talk about Mike Leach. We talked to him on Saturday after MSU's first scrimmage of the Mike Leach era. And the term he used was cautiously optimistic. What did you think of that? I, I think that Mike Leach is a straight shooter. So I think if it had been crap, he would have said I, so. I tend to agree. Um, and so I, I think that you should take what he said at face value. I, I think that if Mike Leach is cautiously optimistic, then probably if you are a Mississippi State fan, you can afford to be cautiously optimistic. Um, in his words, the offense had some moments. The defense had some moments. 
which I guess really in a scrimmage is exactly what you want. Because if one dominates the other, does that mean that one's really good or does that mean that the other really stinks? And it yeah. kind of really seemed like talking to, to Mike that there was some of both. Yeah. And, you know, most of you, I'm sure, saw the, the highlight video put out by Health Day. There were some good catches and some good, you know, stuff that went on. I, I think that, look, it's three weeks before the first game, but if you want to be very optimistic, I think that that's allowed at this point because yeah. Leach is optimistic. And, again, if, if he did not seem sold on something, I think he would have said it. Uh, I do – I, I kind of get the impression – Maybe I read too much into it, and maybe I apply my own, I guess, thoughts to it. But I kind of do get the impression that there's some struggles defensively. Um, But, I mean, there's going to be struggles defensively. I will be floored if this team doesn't have struggles in the secondary. But, but yeah, it seemed like, all in all, I think his closing comment was something to the effect of – or one of his closing comments was both sides had some stuff to be ticked off about, too. So there's some stuff to fix. But – he was optimistic, man. So I don't know how you could ask for more. I like the comment of it looked like football at least. Yeah. Which and he said, and sometimes it doesn't. So <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what that means to be totally honest with you because I would think football just looks like football. But he he was he seemed more pleased than aggravated, and and that you know to me, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> That's a good sign. Well, he even said something about how they're a little further along than he thought that they yeah. would be. Yeah. Where do you think that is, though? Where I mean, do you think it's I can't take that as defensively because I don't know how much he's really. I, I really do hope we get to talk to Zach Arnett this week and get his post scrimmage thoughts as well. But I have to think what he's talking about is the offense, and if that's the case, that that it, it lends itself to think he's talking about the receivers, right? I mean, if we have to play context clues, I mean that's a good guess, and maybe I'm sure we'll talk about them too. Quarterbacks too. See, I, for me, I, I I would expect Costello to be pretty pretty good already. And honestly, Schrader a little bit too. Now Rogers seems to be surprising, you know. Basically, from everything I've heard, is he's number two, which I don't know what that means in this year where everybody's got a red shirt and it doesn't really matter. I don't know if that if it has any real significance, unless you want to look ahead to next year, in terms of you know, because I don't think Costello is going to take advantage and come back for a year. Well, it means something in the in the in the effect of I mean, if KJ Costello gets a positive test or. Yeah, gets hurt or something, right? Then it's and we talked about that on, Will Rogers on show. Sports talk last week where it's you know, right now if you're I mean if, if you're up or down 30, 40 points and you just decide to change quarterbacks, it really doesn't, doesn't matter who comes off the bench first. Yeah, but you're right in terms of if Costello gets hurt, the guy off the bench matters a lot. Yeah, and right now I think that's Will Rogers. I don't I don't know if it's that's the case or not, but that's just what I'm I've I've heard uh, from from some from some sources. I have I have sources every now. Well, and Well, I mean even yesterday. He Those talked only two he mentioned. Well, yeah, that was the only two he mentioned by name, and and of course he was asked later in the in the availability if it was those two guys, and he didn't say no. It's not those two guys. Basically, he just you know he didn't shoot that question down like it was right. foolishness. Yeah, um, I don't know. Garrett Trader has now kind of been lumped into the other guys category. It's it's like Galen Shalen. It's just one guy. <laughs> you remember back when it was. Uh, it was 2016. It's where that South Alabama game. Yeah. And Dan Mullen said he was going to start Damian Fitzgerald or yeah. something like that. That's, that's sort of where we are right now. So. <laughs> see where that takes Backup us. quarterback Garrett Rogers. <laughs> um, that sounds like a Civil War veteran. Uh, <laughs> and Schrader looks kind of like Yeah, he does. He got a good point there. He got a good point. Um, 
the one thing I was excited about, it, it doesn't seem like effort was an issue. You know, it doesn't seem like it's. I, now I have to think that part of that is those guys haven't played football, and I mean in a any kind of situation other than practice. And I know scrimmage is practice, but it is different. You're especially you're in the stadium. They haven't done that since December thirty first. Yeah. So there had to be you know a lot of excitement. I did get a kick out of MSU uh, bombarding social media with "We're scrimmaging today, we're scrimmaging today," but you can't come. <laughs> like, thanks. So it's like. Hey, here's these gifts you can't have. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Um, did you feel like you learned anything from Leach's comments beyond what little we, we got? Is there anything that stood out to you? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Uh, to me, <laughs> maybe it's just because it is, I guess, the the most visible position in all of sports, but... The most interesting battle to me is that backup quarterback battle. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's just because if Garrett doesn't win that, mm-hmm. I mean you're done here, aren't you? Yeah. If, if Garrett is is QB three this year, mm-hmm. that means you go into the QB battle in the off season as the underdog. Two. Yeah. I I don't know, man, I, and, and I don't know Garrett's mentality, but it, it sure feels like if you lose it now, and, and it's Will Rogers that's QB two. You're done, but and then you think about it in those terms. Let's say he's he's okay. I'm, I'm out, and then Maiden does the same. All of a sudden, next year you've got Will Rogers, Rogers and, and two Rogers. true freshmen. We got Daniel Greek too. And Greek, yeah. I mean, you almost have to go back into the transfer portal. You would think to at least get you know sort of a Gunner Hope type who's willing to come in and sort of just be the emergency guy. You know, can you find a or can you find a Gardner Minshew jewel? You know, diamond in the rough kind of thing to sort of just you know, sort of bridge the gap. Um, I don't do, know. Do you have a gap that needs to be bridged? You gotta have. You can't just go. State this year doesn't have to go to true freshman, right? If Costello gets hurt, they could go to Schrader. Next year, if Rogers was the guy, and, he, and the next two guys are true freshmen, I mean, yeah, I feel like you want an experience, a little bit of experience there. Yeah, ideally. And the, tra- yeah. the transfer portal will have a guy like that, who you know, who who's just. I don't know. I mean, I don't think Alan Walters is that guy. I'll put it that way. So, a lot. Yeah. The the the, bat, the backup quarterback somehow has become the the, the the battle everybody sort of got an eye on. I feel like every, everything else is starting to settle into place a little bit. Uh, I asked Leach about you know now that the, uh, the the first scrimmage is done, what changes? And he's like, you know, we got to start funneling reps to the guys who are going to play. Um, I'd like to get an idea of who those guys are. He said he didn't have any idea about setting a depth chart anytime soon or making decisions. He did think that he would name his starting quarterback, which we all expect to be KJ Costello. Uh, you know, w- before the first game. Yeah, he said before the first game, and I think his comment was, it's not going to be tomorrow, and didn't even know if it was going to be next week. Which means there's only one week in between there. Yeah. So within uh, within the next 13 days or so, we're going to know we're who the, know the starting answer. quarterback is, although I think we already well, think know we who the starting know. quarterback I do. is. I my my question is going to be, who's QB2? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm interested to see it. I mean, I, 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 you don't have to announce that, because on the depth chart you can just put or and leave it ha- kind of hanging. Right. It's it's the de- the first depth chart is going to be very interesting to look at because you know the receiver rotations I don't know what they are right now you know and part of that is because we're not we're not going to practice but you know I, I mean I assume Osiris Mitchell's in there I assume Malik Heath is in there he made a he, he made a, evidently made a good catch Javante Payton Austin Williams there's your four maybe I think I think those four I mean I mean I think they're in the rotation but I don't know who's going to be starting oh I don't know either but I'm just you know, I was just trying to come up with where, like eight where, guys oh if I had to come up with eight guys I could do that the, the four you just mentioned Tulu Griffin. 
Uh, I think Spivey might be in that eight. Spivey, Caleb Ducking, um, Tyrell Shavers. Uh, you know, Dante Jones is in there. Brett Compass is in there. I mean, I could I could pick eight guys out. Yeah. Um, but I I, mean, I want to know, you know, what's let's, what's the legit rotation of those guys? I mean, are you really going to rotate eight? I would think it'd be closer to like six. You know, you have you have six guys, and then seven and eight are sort of you know somebody needs a blow real quick, just get them off for a play or two. Those are the guys who will catch. Well, I mean, eight. Which, by the way, those guys will catch more passes this year than than Javante Payton well, or Austin Williams. Remember, Collins. Washington State had seven receivers with more than 500 yards last year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, like I said, even the seventh guy is going to get his. Um, I don't know if, they, like I said, I don't. I don't know who those guys are going to be though. I don't have. I don't have a feel for that. Like I, we talked about this last week. I don't have a good feel for what's going on because I'm not watching practice. And I'm not talking, you know, we're, we're talking to these guys, but we're not really talking to these guys Yeah. when it comes to the players. You know, I'm not getting that moment where I can pull my side, like, what's, you know, hey, so how's this going? You know, I'm, I'm getting the real sanitized answers, which is fine. I, you know, it is what it is, but. And, and this isn't a complaint, but this is no. just a wish. I really do wish we could see one scrimmage before they play. That would be nice. As media. And just. They need g- to give, get you, us an, up there give you an get, idea. Get the, the press box and see and, what it looks uh, like. I mean, that's not a. I just feel like to better do my job, yeah. it would help. <laughs> is what yeah, I'm saying. Well. It's, it's not a. It's not a. I've got privilege statement. Right, right. It's a. I think I could do a better job with kind of. To be to be totally ask, honest, it, it do a better. We could do a better job of asking questions. To be totally honest, they should do this, and they should make it open to the public, so they can have a test run of how they're going to get people into the stadium ahead of time. Don't you think? Don't you think they should be like, all right, we're going to let people come. Same same thing. Twenty five percent of the stadium, so we'll allow we will allow eleven thousand. Who eleven thousand wouldn't show up for a scrimmage? I don't think. Ooh, I think they would. Well, fine then. I mean, it, it, it just tell the season ticket holders you can come. The people who who have been approved for tickets, you can come to this scrimmage. Everybody else, I'm sorry, you're out. And tell the media, you guys that are credentialed, you can come. And so you have a test run before October the third. Of how you want to, how your procedures are going to go into place. Doesn't that make sense? Because everything is so different. This isn't like last year where it's like, okay, I've done this, I've worked this gate for six years, I know what's going on. It's totally different now. You you need a test run, I think. I mean, so, it's not it's not so John. It's not the worst idea I've ever John, heard. John, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm just saying this makes a lot of sense. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, MSU, if I had to guess, we'll scrimmage scrimmage again uh, this Saturday. They'll probably scrimmage for like the next two Saturdays and then play a football game. Then play a football game. Getting ever so close, ever so close to that happening. Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, let's move on into our next topic. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Their food truck is always going to be up and running on the weekends now. Eleven to one and six to ten Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can go buy for lunch, grab one of their delicious burgers, steak sandwiches, steak tacos. They've always got some specials running as well. And then dinner time, if you want to get an actual steak, a ribeye, a strip steak, a filet, they'll grill those up for you. And if you just want to handle it yourself, just walk right in and pick one out. Tell them behind the counter what you're looking for. They are always happy to help. Always happy to play special orders, too, if you want to call ahead of time. You can do that at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at facebook.com. Slash Welcome Home Beef. Whether they're cooking it or you are, one thing's for sure. It just tastes good. All right, a little football recruiting news over the weekend. MSU picks up a, a commitment, a flip from Southern Mississippi 
East Mississippi offensive tackle Nick Jones, 6'4", 285, uh, has committed to Mississippi State. Southern was probably his best offer, uh, other than the Bulldogs, also Louisiana Monroe and Liberty. Uh, a guy that, you know, at first glance you're like, what? But then... Uh, our good friend Robbie Falk from uh, 24-7 made a really good comment. He said, this guy has more offers than the last guy they signed out of EMCC, and that guy's in the NFL now. It was a third-round pick. That's Tyree yeah. Phillips. Yep. So, you know. Different it, staff. It's, it's different. It's different staff. And the other thing is, it's so difficult to evaluate because this guy's not going to play. He played as a freshman. Uh, you know, and you know, freshman JUCO players, I mean, sometimes you're out there against some top guys. So, you know, if you hold your own, you're probably okay. It's usually that second year that people take a jump. But he's not going to get a second year. He's going to arrive at Mississippi State. He'll have four years to play three. My thought process is this. In a year where everybody's going to get an extra year, and you didn't really – I mean, who's a draft risk on this offensive line? Hmm. I mean, Greg Island might decide to go ahead and go, but it's not like he's looking as, as, a, as a, a high draft choice, I don't think. So you got a chance to bring almost everybody back. You're certainly going to bring back Cross and Dollar Bill, Cole Smith, um, Darian Parker, uh, you're, you're probably going to bring back. Par- Parker's a senior, but I, I, I mean, see him he, he back. could come back. Uh, LaQuinson Sharp would probably come back because we don't even know if he's going to start this year. Lashley might come back for another year. I don't know, but, but and you've and you've recruited well there. I, I, you know, Brandon Cunningham is still there. Nick Penley, you've got you've got some guys there. You can afford to take a project here, and knowing that everybody's going to be back next year. So you know, he's also very tight. You know, same high school as Michaela Pounders. Yeah. McKaylin Pounders, who's MSU's uh, offensive line commitment from Bahalia, they are very, very tight. So this, I think that the, the way it was phrased on twenty four seven was basically that, that ends any threat you had of maybe Ole Miss coming in late for a flip. That these two guys will want to play together. So, you know, is it a highly rated guy? No. Is he a, a true difference maker? I, it's too way too early to tell. But could you afford to take a guy like this in this year with everything going on? Absolutely, you can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, Lord, you look at Mississippi State. They, it seems like there's always a project or two. Yeah, I mean, it's just I mean, this guy it. isn't that different than a lot of other offensive linemen MSU has recruited through the years. Yeah, hey, I, I kind of feel like, to some extent, outside of the elite of the elite, when it comes to offensive line, man, you, you kind of just got to take a bunch of guys and hope some of them hit. <laughs> that's not I mean there's more to it than that but it's okay to take a project or two or, and just see if he develops or not and, and in the past granted again like we said new staff but but state's been pretty fortunate with, yeah. with some of these guys hitting yeah not, you know and by that same token in a year where, where there's not like a really highly recruited guy in the offensive line on in this state Pounders is number one but for the most part, the past few years, you've done well. You got Dollar Bill, you got Brandon Cunningham, you got Charles Cross. You get the feeling that when the, you know those guys come back onto the radar, this is just a down year. This might just be as big a, a bad a year for the in-state class. Not the not the knock on these kids; they're good kids and, and talented players. But when you look at the, what you would expect out of the state of Mississippi on an annual basis, this is just not it. Yeah, you know, it's just not. That caliber of guy. You've only got four four-star prospects in the whole state, and one of them, Antonio Harmon. If you read the tea leaves, couldn't commit to State or Ole Miss today. Um, Luke Altmeyer, here in Starkville, who had a fantastic game Friday night, uh, but wasn't a true priority for Mississippi State. Who you know, 
is going to be running a pretty pass-happy offense. Um, obviously, they would love to get Deion Smith. Isaiah Brevard was not really a, a priority for Mississippi State either, for whatever reason. I think he would have been if Moorhead was still here, because he's, he's committed to, to Oregon. But it's just a weird year in the state of Mississippi, and that is going to affect Mississippi State's recruiting rankings. If, 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 you, can't, if you can't get you know four or five good guys out of this state, and I'm talking about you know the top ten guys, if you're not getting four or five of them, and at least three of them are four-star guys, it's just going to be tough to do. Right now, State doesn't have anybody in the top uh, <laughs> seven. Top seven guys. Now, there's been some rumors, if you read uh, 24-7 again, that Kadarius Callaway might, might be uh, a prime flip candidate, which would be hilarious to flip a guy from Alabama. Uh, MJ Daniels is on MSU's radar. I think they're in his top three that he recently released. Number seven is Ty Keys. He's not coming to Mississippi State. Top-rated guy that MSU has committed right now is Brandon Burkhalter. Uh, the wide receiver out of Hartfield Academy. So, just an odd year in the state, and that's just that's going to play into it. And you look ahead to 2020, and, or sorry, 2022. That's a real year, by the way, Joel, just so you know. That will happen barring happen the world ending. You know, I, I look at those guys and I'm like, you got more guys there. I'll just put it that way. You got more guys that, that are going to draw some natural. The, the number one player in the state, or in the, in the state, should have been. Uh, Walter Nolan, but he has transferred up to into St. Benedict in Cordova. But he was at Olive, Gra- Olive Garden. <laughs> he was at Olive Garden. <laughs> he might have been at Olive Garden. Getting the breadsticks and the, the tour of salad. No, I was thinking of, uh, of uh, Olive Branch. But you look ahead to next year in, in the state of Mississippi, you've got a four-star kid. He's already committed to LSU, Kamari Rogers, but you never know. Jaheim Otis, Xavier Harris, you've got... You've got four. You got some. You got more talent. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. You've got more guys that you can feel pretty good about. You know, and especially on the, on the defensive line. I mean, the top two of the top three are defensive linemen, and I think State has a good chance at both of them. So we'll see where it goes. I, I like, I like where recruiting is right now <laughs> in terms of. I'm gonna. Gi- I'm just giving trust right now. This is a trust year. We're in the trust tree. Yeah. Where you just got to look at it and say. They came in late. There's a pandemic going on. You're just going to have to just sort of take what yeah. you get this year. Next year, I want to see some improvement. I think that's fair. Defensive lines where you look at right now and you're like, eh. there's nobody in the state. There's nobody in the state. But then, too, you look at what state has right now. Let's assume Marquis Spencer and Kobe Jones are gone after this year. Yeah. I mean, what do you got there? Well, what you have to hope is that Aaron Odom and Jack Daniel, Jack Daniels, man, I am off today. <laughs> All kinds of just impromptu uh, plugs. Plugs for Jack Daniels whiskey, sponsoring MSU football since 1948. Uh, Jack, Jack Harris. Harris, and those guys are are real deal guys. That's what you sort of have to hope. Um, and I think the MSU feels good about them. But even we'll then, see. what's the depth behind those guys? If they are that, I don't know. I yeah, mean, Demonte I- Russell, King Ani. I mean, those are the guys you're going to have to start counting on at some point. Those are two four-star guys in the class of 2019. Yeah. So, yeah, in 2021, You'd I would like... expect them to be productive. I would some, expect yeah. them to, to be able to give us something. If not, it's time to label them busts. And if, you, if you're a four-star kid who can't even get on the field as a third-year player, uh, I mean, Devontae Russell's case is a little different because of the injuries he suffered in the, in the car wreck. But King Ani, I mean, it's I mean, he was injured as a freshman, but he redshirted. He should be by next year be a contributor, and if he's not, then I'm, I'm I, you have to be concerned. So we're gonna switch over. We did we never talked about this guy for basketball. I don't know how we missed him. I, I guess if there was anything else going on nationally that we would have in the past couple of weeks. 
that we would have just skipped over something like this? It's <sighs> a good question. I don't know. But uh, Ben Hallen's got his first commitment for the class of 2021. Keyshawn Murphy, a six foot ten, 220-pound power forward out of Birmingham, Alabama, Ramsey High School. Not to mention if it's Gordon Ramsey. I don't know if that's the case or not. Rated as the number 151 best player in the country by 24-7. Rated as the number 88 player in the country uh, by ESPN. A, uh, it's weird. In football, a 91-4-7 is always a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Four-star. It's a three-star in basketball for some reason. I don't quite get that. Uh, but whatever. Uh, picked MSU over offers from Alabama, Western Kentucky, and Auburn. So some decent offers there. It's too early to know anything about <laughs> what MSU needs to do. For I, I just want to see the season, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I, I need to know how they're going to play next year. I need to know if Javian Davis is going to be eligible. Uh, you know, I need to know what Tolu Smith is. But at Which, the same, by the way, the JV and Davis thing, I've talked to a couple people on that. They, they, they kind of seem really, really optimistic. It feels like it's happen. a formality. I mean, it, it kind of, you Joel, look around the country and... Joel, those are the ones you should worry about. That's true. The slam dunks, for no, no pun intended, those are the ones you need to be concerned about. Um, but that said, appears to be a very talented player. Uh, so good to get him in the boat one way or the other. I mean, just look, trying to th- I'm just trying to project MSU's... <sighs> You know, as, the only player that I know they're losing is Abdul Adu. So I mean, this guy you know sort of fits the mold. He's six foot ten. Beyond that, I just don't know. I mean, I assume there will be attrition because it's college basketball, and there is every year. Uh, so we'll see where that takes us. But good player, got him in the boat. Averaged I think twenty one and twelve or something like that as a as a high school junior, uh, and go from there. So yeah, all right. Well, we have correct me if I'm wrong. We have two more weeks till, till game week, right? <clears throat> Let's see. We are now, as we record, 20 days away from the first game. Okay. So, yeah, Let's, we have this week, next week, and then game week. Okay, so we have... Two weeks. We have nine We have nine shows until game week? Yes. That's that's a position breakdown a day. We'll start with quarterbacks tomorrow. Well, I'm not going to be here for some of those shows, but yes. I'll get someone else then for those shows. <laughs> yes, Joel is out as of... Well, I mean, I guess I could be out. He could be out. At any point, but... But we're planning for him to be out after Wednesday. He'll yeah. be here for the rumblings, and then he will go and uh, have his third child. Yes. Well, his wife will have well, the child. Well, she will have the child. I'll Joel will be in the room, I'll be though. in attendance. You'll be in the room. Yes. There you go. And uh, it's just old hat for you now. Three kids. You're just, you could probably handle the procedure yourself. Save some money. I, I kind of wish I could. It'd be just, nice, right? I mean, we're both just push and slide. Up. You I mean, play catcher in high school? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> catcher wasn't my thing, but okay. uh, you know, I, I, I do. We're both kind of the mentality like, let's have her and come home like yeah. that day. Yeah, I don't think that's how that'll work. But, if, but we, you know, it's it's so if weird. Only you, Dustin Skelton was still in town. <laughs> you have the first kid, and you're like, I'll oh, just keep us in the hospital as long as you want. Yeah. We're good here. And now at the third, third one, we're like, we can go same yeah, day, right? Like, can y'all just come to the house and just get her out and we'll just stay here? Yeah, that would be uh, nice. But yeah. So, yeah, Joel out for uh, a few days and then back with us next week. Uh, so we'll do position break. We'll start a quarterback tomorrow. We also need to uh, finish up some opponent previews. Or not opponent previews because we covered all of that. Uh, but we do need to get uh, two more SEC previews, obviously Mississippi State and the Ole Miss Rebels. So let's talk to somebody about the Rebels uh, this week. Lot, I mean, what – I feel like we could go back and do almost all of them over again. Cause so, I mean, especially like when we get to game week and we talk to whoever for LSU, 
Whatever we talked about before is completely out the window now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally out the window. So, a lot to talk about. Should be a few more a few more good shows. Oh, yeah, I said, you know what? I said I was going to do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. All right, obviously no... Uh, no, no, no Mississippi State and no SEC, but Rick Stockstill, Middle Tennessee State. No coffee, my friend, for you whatsoever. Did you watch this 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 sequence? No. So they had the ball uh, first and goal at the they're down twenty one nothing. First and goal at the Army like three yard line with forty six seconds left. They get stuffed on a run, so they got you know forty seconds left. Right? How many more plays do you think they got off? I'm going to guess like none or else you wouldn't be doing it. It's this right one. <laughs> they had two timeouts and they got one more playoff, which they did not score on, of course. And then, so on top, I'm like, a coach who does that dumb just needs to be fired. Just that day. Just fire him. He obviously is a moron. <laughs> then I find out that Middle Tennessee State, not exactly rolling in money, I would think. Especially in this COVID world we live in. Do you know what his buyout would be if they fired him this year? <laughs> I have no clue. $5.6 million. Oh my gosh. Who was trying to hire Rick Stockstill? <laughs> Who was out there saying, you know what? If we Can you imagine John Cohen? All right. If Leach doesn't happen, we're going to Rick Stockstill. That's our guy. We'll pay him whatever. Ole Miss, Keith Carter up there going, I think we're going to get Lane Kiffin, but if we don't, we've always got Rick Stockstill we can come back to. (laughs) Who was trying to hire Rick Stockstill at any point in time in his career? I saw an interesting stat about him. They love to tout, evidently up there, that he is the third winningest coach all time. He's also the losingest coach all all time. He's got the Jackie Sherrill thing. I was going to say, (laughs) kind of familiar. Is Jackie the all-time losingest coach as well? He he, he must be. He's got to be. I mean, it's, it's nobody like, else had the. the, the, it five, the it's like 75 75, isn't it? Something well, like I mean, that. if you don't count after that Alabama game in 2000, it's really good. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, he, he's, I think, 75 75 on the field. There's, you know, a forfeit yeah. in there. But, or whatever. I'm not sure. But yes, my guess is that that's correct because it's just a, a question of, of tenure. Um, that's, you know. that's more than Malzahn now, right? What? Seven, like. 5.6? Yeah. What's what's Malzahn's? About? I don't I don't know, but yeah, because but you're it, right. It's kind of going down each year. Malzahn's a guy who actually had people looking to hire him. Yeah, who was looking to hire Rick Stockstill? Lowe's, <laughs> Baskin Robbins. <laughs> who was trying to hire that guy? And you're like, we cannot allow under any circumstances Rick Stockstill to be poached from Middle Tennessee State. Get sign whatever he wants. Are you sure this is right? I saw it on Twitter from, from <laughs> okay, a journalist. Couldn't be wrong on from Twitter. a journalist. Somebody's I was like, well, "This is this is his contract." <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making this up. Uh, like it goes down. His buy, by the way, is all the way to like 2026. Oh my gosh! In, in which case, it would go down to like a million bucks after the bet point. Oh my god! Yes, yes, I'm correct. All right, here we go. Oh god! It's a 12 year deal. Yeah. A 12-year deal worth... His, bu- his buyout last year was 6.6 mil. Has a, <laughs> I see it now. I mean, I'm not making it up, right? No. 
Oh my gosh. A 12-year contract that signed. Hold on, I need to know. I got to know more information here. I want to know what their record was the year he signed it. He signed the deal in 2013. Uh, middle Middle Tennessee State. Joel, couple coming off an 8 and 5 season. The man signed a 12-year contract with Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> gosh, he's been there for a decade and a half. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that you're loyal, but my God. 91 and 87. He's 62 years old, so this, this deal is going to take him until he's how does like a coach, 74. How does it? The contract in and of itself is only worth $10.1 million. But the buyout is 5.6 for this year, and it goes down every year. How is that even possible? That's insanity. This it, Look, I'm not wishing hard times on anybody, but I'm saying that I, as a result of this pandemic, I do hope a lot of athletic departments become a lot more fiscally smart. Because there's no, there is no reason on God's green earth for Rick Stockstill to have that kind of buyout. I have never... Think, think about all the coaching searches that have happened since he signed that deal in 2013, right? I mean, you're talking about big programs, Texas, Michigan. Uh, I mean, just, just places, big big programs have, have, Ohio State, have looked for coaches, right? Have you ever heard Rick Stockstill's name come up? As, you know, we're hearing that he's maybe taking the Tennessee job. Tennessee has hired two head coaches in that time. This guy is, what, an hour and a half away? Has he ever been on the short list? But he's got a, a $5.5 million buyout. Who is his agent? Somebody really smart. So, no coffee. And, and what, Am I reading this right? That he has a 12-year deal? Yes, you were reading it correctly. What? what? Why? In college football, why would you ever give a coach, uh, not named Nick Saban, a 12-year deal? I have no idea. That's why Middle Tennessee State... From top to bottom, from the athletic director to the janitors, not a drop of coffee to be had. Back tomorrow, position breakdown for quarterback and uh, some other stuff as well. Have a great rest of your day on Sunday and a great Monday. Back with you on Tuesday. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.